Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have put out emails. They they make uh, videos. They, they, they're keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. Here and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Nearly a two word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuning in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin. As usual, we're really glad you're here. Uh, really glad you tuned into our Kendrick Lamar review of his new album, Damn. A lot of you guys listen to that, and uh, and that's cool. Because I think, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of hyperbole in, in, in talking about that album. And I think we were able to, like, sort of steer through that and get to uh, what makes the album... Uh, good and where little problems might lie and, and i'll tell you too like my opinion of that album has already evolved so that's how quickly that happens i'm not gonna tell you how uh that's a spoiler for like mid-year or end of year but um you know the point is you keep listening to stuff and uh stuff can change for you you know it doesn't all have to be immediately uh gratifying or immediately make sense to you to to be uh necessarily a great album um talking about another sort of dense sort of important album at least important here in dc uh gold links at what cost now this album is a uh, this 23 year old rapper from northeast dc his major label debut he's had two mixtapes before this uh that got wide acclaim and uh there was a mission going into making this if you read all the press around it how this is going to rep dc and so to do, do this, he he brought in people from every generation, from the go-go generation, new hip-hop, soul, like all over the map. Uh, people that we know, people who were planning on talking to. It, 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 is, it features the most talent, uh, most DC talent on a record. Uh, more talent than I can remember in quite a while. Um, so to, to talk about that and to maybe get in trouble because, uh, you know, to see if it really is repping DC, <laughs> we have opinions. Um, joining me down here is going to be Mr. Marcus Dowling because he's the guy you want down here to talk about Goldlink uh, when you're talking to somebody about that. And uh, Jake Ramirez, new to the mics. You know, you hear at the end of these things where I say, hey, if, if, you, if you're interested in this and you want to, you think you have opinions and you can uh, sort of keep your shit together, then you can hit us up. And uh, Mr. Ramirez did, and it was great. And you're going to be hearing a lot more from him in the coming weeks. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And at the end of that, Got a new uh, new thing from Babo Baggins. She's going by BB now, and the sound is a little it's a little changed. The track is Thunderbird, and I'm going to be uh, 
tuning into that. But I'll give you more information at the back end of our uh, our discussion of Goldlink. So if you guys are ready and uh, you guys are ready to have some uh, some vigorous discussion about this uh, this uh, inarguably important album for DC, let's head on down to the basement and get to talking about Goldlink's latest LP, his major label debut LP, At What Cost. It's like <laughs> fucking made like it's theoret it's it's the, it's theoretically made around the corner from hmm. where I was. It's it's the weir- trust me. We'll we'll get into it. It's the weirdest. Well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're in it, man. Okay, shit, we're, we're in here. it. Okay, so it's for, for, first off, uh, Mr. Dowling. You, Hi. you all know that voice. Uh, new on the mics tonight. Uh, you listening to Mar- Ramirez, right? Ramirez, that's yeah, it. Jake Ramirez. Uh, Hello, sir. This is the this is what happens when you like if you email me. <laughs> I say this stupid shit at the end of all these podcasts. I say, hey, man, you want to come talk in the mic? Occasionally, some people do. Yeah, take you up on that you offer. You aren't dead yet, but the podcast isn't over yet. <laughs> so it's a it's a well-apportioned basement. Got a lot of things down here, so we'll see. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the yeah, basement, it's sir. It's good to be here. Been uh, blown away by the DC music knowledge. Didn't know how much I didn't know until I stepped into the house, so... Right. Pretty excited for this. this, this nice. gonna, it's only going to get deeper with yeah, this album. I'm sure. so, yeah, yeah, because this is a DC-centric album. Uh, the mm-hmm. album we're talking about today is At What Cost, the de- major label debut. That's uh, that's a big factor that we're going to talk about. Yep. From uh, one, the Anthony Carlos, otherwise known as Gold Link. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, some more friends for you, Marcus, some acquaintances of mine, like people all over the map that we know yeah. worked on this thing and have been hearing about it for for a long time. Yeah. I want to start off by uh, getting a little history of uh, Mr. Gold Link, and, and I think you are the man to do it since he, he kind of grew up in your hood, sir. Okay, so um, Gold Link was born in Northeast D.C. I was born 1210 Eastern Avenue Northeast near Deanwood Metro Station. Um, other notable rap, rap people in the D.C. area that grew up in my neighborhood, uh, the Slutty Boys, Fat Trell, uh, Gold Link. Uh, Kokai lives two blocks away from where I grew up on Eastern Avenue. Um, so, like, it's, a, it's an area that's it's funny. It's like, in the 80s, it was, like, not necessarily the hub of, like, the crack trade. Like, that was, like, right that was like... <laughs> Further down the street, if you went like down Minnesota Avenue into like Mayfair. That's, that's like saying she wasn't so much as a prostitute as she was a, a sex worker. No, we weren't in the middle of it. No, this is important. Like, we weren't in the middle of it. So it's like when people talk about like, oh God, Northeast and Southeast DC and Anacostia were like the worst places in the world. They they were but there were like pockets, like this little pocket, mm-hmm. which like most of the people are like working class nobody's like past lower middle class so like you have just enough money to get by and you have just enough money to like say send your kid to day camp or you know maybe get groceries every two weeks like and that's all you've got so Mm -hmm. you have this kind of like community where you're in the midst of like horrible terrible blight like people are getting murdered you know and there's things that are happening that are horrible but Yes, Mark can't make it in Northeast. No, 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 not happening. So, I tried. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's like you have that. That it's like so it's so you're like adjacent to the worst stuff, 
but it's yeah. still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But it's not bad enough to the point where you're like, abandon all hope, ye who enter here. <laughs> Which is important for Gold Link's music because there's something about Gold Link, and I think that's what makes him so resonant with people, is that he's like effervescently positive in a way mm-hmm. that you're like, how? Because everything that you hear about where he comes from yeah. is so like horribly negative. But, you know, his parents did well enough where they moved out to Northern Virginia eventually. And, you know, his mom got a job. Like, I mean, like, give me an example. Like, my mother got, like, two step grade raises in the D.C. government. Yeah. When, like, one of them came when I was, like, 11. And the other one came when I was, like, 14, 15. The one that came when I was 11 allowed for my mom to buy a car, which is ultimately what led me to going to Georgetown Day for middle school. Mm-hmm. Because of the idea that, like... When I was going to, like, look at schools, my mom could drive me across town. Yeah. Because she had, like, not a brand new car. She had a newsed car. A like-new used car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Newsed. God, what a horrible Did it come from the uh, auto auction up here? <laughs> no, no, no. That was the second car that my mom got. She got the second <laughs> yeah, car from yeah, the yeah. auto auction on, uh, over off of uh, Rhode Island Avenue. Yeah. But, uh, and then the second step grade allowed my mom to, to go from working four jobs uh-huh. to working two. Mm-hmm. Which was amazing for me as a, you know, high schooler, because it was like, oh, great. Like, my mom actually gets to be home every so often. Like, she's not literally working 20 hours a day to, like, you know, take care of herself and me. So, I mean, those are things. Like, so, like, Gold Link's mom had the same thing happen. And instead, like, my mom could have, like, moved out and left D.C. government or transferred her job to, you know, some, like, local government in, you know, like, Arlington or Alexandria, Fairfax, Mm -hmm. wherever. But, you know, like, we stayed. But a person like Goldlink, his family left and they went. And it's crazy because there's a lot of stuff with this record that talks about like the orange and blue lines. So like the orange line goes all, all the way. If you're not a D.C. resident, the orange line runs from far northeast and Prince George's County, Maryland, all the way out to Fairfax County, Virginia. So it goes from one end to the other end yep. of the literal city. Also, it covers Alexandria, too. If you mm-hmm. take the blue line, you're going down towards National Airport, Reagan National Airport, and Alexandria, Arlington. If you take the orange line, you're going all the way up to Fairfax. You're going all the way out near George Mason University. Like, that's the, the breadth you, of You this. don't want to go there. Right. <laughs> There's nothing out there but, you know, like, like um, what's the name? Jiffy Lube Live. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so, and so that's the thing. So, but that's, yeah. that's important because, like, and even going into this, like, what he was talking about doing is making a DC-based uh, album. He put out two mixtapes before this. Uh, see if I got the order right here. God Complex in 2014, and yep. after that, we didn't talk in 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know the story of how he got noticed, but... You know, uh, labels are thirsty for rap artists. And, SoundCloud, yeah, and and so <laughs> so magically, I think it's I think it's RCA who's got them. Yeah, uh, it was like, hey, do you want to sign a major label? And of course, at twenty three years old, he's like, fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> well, I didn't even think it was that. It was funny because there was a there was a whole like courtship of Gold Lake. Gold Lake also became a, almost became a chance to rapper tale, where it was like we don't need a label, but then hmm. it became a situation where it's like, oh. We need a label because it was like the mixtapes were doing well because ostensibly Chance the Rappers released nothing but mixtapes. We've talked like we talk about this because you love Chance. Yeah. Well, so he just he's released mixtape after mixtape after mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. Like the, the the one that got the big Grammy was ostensibly a mixtape or a bad gospel album. Whatever, right. Whatever, whatever you want to look at it. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't have that gloss of like major label right. around it. Right. So 
I mean, when when you get to a certain point, you have to make that decision now as like a mainstream artist. And Gold Link's a funny case because I, I look at them, I look at Chance and Gold Link on the same level, like literally on the same level. One guy has a, a major behind him. The other guy is like, I don't need a major. Mm-hmm. But they were at the same point. Like, they were in the same conversation. Sure, sure. So it's like, okay, Chance is like, I'm going to, you know, like, get this money. This magical money is going to fall from the sky and sure. save my life. And Golding's like, well, I mean, if you're a major, can you offer me the kind of distribution I need? Can you make this situation easier for me? Because the, yeah, yeah. the thing with Golding, too, and that's, I think it's a benefit to him as an artist, is that he his music... Does it feel like it requires the level of mental work mm-hmm. and slog to like get through in the same way that like Chance's creative process is like this? I'm going to sit with my band and we're going to create some music mm-hmm. and there's some composition that's going to be involved here and I have to then write to this composition X, Y, Z. But with Gold Link, it's like, all right, cool. Give me some beats. Let's yeah. go. And, and and he got the right person. I want to I play a track off this now but, uh, because, you know, in, in speaking, you know, starting off on the idea that this might be a DC-based album, mm-hmm. uh, it certainly is a name-checking. I think there's not a location in DC that is a name-check. But if, yep. if you get uh, Kokai yeah. uh, to uh, feature on your track that is... 25-year ba- veteran artist. That is basically a go-go record. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're 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 heading in the right direction. This is hands on your knees. Featuring Kokai, uh, as you guys were talking about off mic, I believe this is uh, produced by Kei Trinata. He said he, he cleared his own sample. But yeah. let me run down who's on this album, and then uh, let me get some thoughts from you, Jacob. Like, the track we just heard, and like what what you know about it, being from Texas. <laughs> Where are you uh, from in Texas, man? Near Austin. Yeah. Hill Country. Hill Country, cool, which cool, is amazing. Cool. Shout out to Liberty Hill. Yes. Yes. Uh, th- he's got, on this album, uh, and because he could... <laughs> Wale, Shy Glizzy, Steve Lacey, Jasmine Sullivan, Kekatronada, Maya, who is it? Decades Tonight. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Cicero, uh, Kokai, Hair Squeed, Radiant Children, April George, everybody. Ba, 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 April ba. George of April and Vista and Little Dude. I mean, normally when you have a a, uh, a lot of guest spots like that, it, it seems overbearing. Uh, I think this is one of the strengths of this album is that all these people added to it and made it. Uh, feel at least a little local, I think. But to th- to that point, like you being from Texas, like you aren't necessarily familiar with Gogo. No, I had never heard of it before this album came out. 
or actually before I heard wow. of, before I heard of Gold Link, um, oh, in everything I read about him mentioned Go Go. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know much about it besides how it relates to Gold Link. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it seems like it's supposed to be a focal point of this record, and this is kind of like one of the focal point songs. Sure, sure. It was. Um, it's it's. There's no analog to it. This is what I love about Go Go. Yeah. There's there's literally no analog to it. It basically was a party. Chuck Brown, mm-hmm. Rare Essence, Backyard Band. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, all these people, and it was just about the percussion. It was just. It was like early hip hop in New York City, but with a full band. Like, and you're just doing the beats. And then, of course, you got to have somebody to keep the, you know, a hype guy. Literally. Like that little dude in the Mighty Mighty Boss Towns. Yep. There's like the, the, lead, the lead talker in a go go band is the, is the analog to like the hype dude in the Mighty Mighty mm-hmm. Boss Towns. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, on, on that track, I think. That is representing DC. I think that's the sound. If you come here and see DC, to see DC, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that still. You have to dig for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have to go out to PG County, uh, or apparently Waldorf. Well, well absolutely. Jamal Waldorf, turned me on to that. No, like, Waldorf is is the the actual like juiciest spot for go go in in I in in the area. Is it at the last freestanding Pizza Hut? No, <laughs> all this down there. No, there's a. There's like a, a half. Uh, I forget what it's called because I know Jesse Titsworth goes down there whenever he's in town. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a part like barbecue place that has like a stage on the inside. Jesus fucking okay. And they I'll have look it like up. a like a it up. like a kind of like halfway liquor license. For for the listeners, I work in Waldorf, and it's not <laughs> it's not a not a good town. So I mean, you uh, understand what I mean? When you, I, I understand. So, you're, so you drive along like three hundred one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, like it's it's in one of those like. Strip malls, where okay. that's like that's like you know cut roof, same size. Yeah, okay. Nineteen seventy-eight. So so it's going on, but it's not going on in the city anymore. Especially if you have I mean, it wasn't really going on Bohemian Caverns, but it just it isn't. Like I'm I'm shocked that it's not going on at U Street Music Hall. But that's something maybe uh, you know they can work on. I don't yeah. know Howard Theater. Howard Theater. Shout yeah, out to Howard yeah, Theater. Yeah, can Booking do stuff like that. Backyard band. Um, if you're going to do a thing about DC, and this is just one like middle-aged white dude's perspective, though, you're going to have to do an album that has incorporates a lot of go-go, a lot of jazz, and uh, maybe even some like blues, mm-hmm. and definitely some soul. And you're going to have to put all these things in here. And in listening to this, except for this song and maybe one or two others, I find that it's not. So I find it curious that what we're talking about here is a DC album made by a DC guy who name checks all the stuff, but could, uh, and I'm sorry, uh, April George, because I know you're going <laughs> to disagree oh. with this, could be just called uh, Trolling for Booty. Okay, okay, <laughs> the okay, album. okay. Uh, let, and, and, but plays, and, and, and I want to work this out on Mike Marcus, yeah, and you can out. jump in too, yeah, yeah, yeah. because plays, like, at times, a very, very generic rap album, oh. which is, like... St- to me, as a listener, kind of disappointing. Oh, okay. So I had a great conversation with Kingpin Slim. Okay. About about this very topic before I came over here. Kingpin Slim is a local rapper who mm-hmm. uh, has aspirations of being a national and global rapper and uh, has been at it for about the last 10 to 15 years. And um, his favorite thing to always preach at me, like whenever I see him and we talk about these things, he goes, the kids don't like go-go no more. The kids never been to a go-go. The kids don't know about jazz. The kids don't know who the hell Duke Ellington is. The kids don't know nothing but trap. The kids don't know nothing but like top 40 radio. 
The kids don't know anything about their history or their roots about DC music. So Goldlink is a kid. Yes, is twenty three. Twenty three years old. Which and, changes uh, my argument a little because I thought he was a little older. Right, so. he's twenty three. <laughs> and um, if you think about where he's from, and he's where I'm from, I can we can we can put this into perspective. Um, and we we're talking about like the trolling for booty record and why you had an issue with it. But there's the thing with rappers from this particular area, the Slutty Boys, are a rap crew. From this not, area. Not a group that I think would make a record about trolling for booty. Right. <laughs> yeah. The Slutty Boys. And Fat Why don't we censor this? Trolling for pussy. Come right, on. Right, like. <laughs> And, and Fat Trell, for a long time, his thing, his big selling point as an artist was that he was a fan of putting his tongue in the booty. All crazy, all wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean. So, like, by comparison to that, Gold Lake is a poet laureate. Yeah. <laughs> Like, okay. Honestly, I mean, right. I, that's the thing. Like, yes, he, he just is. He's a he's a poet laureate at this point by comparison. Like, he's like he's still trolling for booty, but these Jay, records. Jay, can we get a bullshit call at this point here? Can you? Like... Uh, I'm not gonna call it yet. I'm okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I think that there's a thing here where it's like there's a confusion with like DC, right. with DC rappers especially about. How to make a record that's relevant to the streets right now, but also because there's people like you and there's people like me, and you'll run across Jake when you get really get into DC music. A lot of people like me, especially a lot of people like Kevin too, who are like jazz and <laughs> go go and funk, and the kids are like, yeah, we just want to turn up. We just want to yeah, but look, we were, turn we up were kids, and I was kids kids a long time ago, but. Uh, when you start opening opening credit is this first song it has this line like I'll, I will never rest in peace, I will never rest in peace. Thanks, genius. <laughs> but uh, not even when I'm dead, uh, or, or my soul will be fighting. You don't stop till all of us are dead. Till till the old district of of Columbia go up in gun smoke. Like and that prepares me for like a, a vital statement about DC because look, we have a lot of problems here, and they yeah. aren't all called Donald Trump. Right. And we've talked about him a lot on this mm-hmm. podcast. But then the very next song, uh, same close as yesterday, I've been in ovaries, got so many girls, like I've been in a Jodeci. Eh. <laughs> like, yeah. like, so look, that's a great line. And if I'm 15, that's fucking beautiful. And so, but if you're speaking, if you're, if you're making a statement about your town, like is, is the idea that you yep. come to DC to get laid? Yup. <laughs> I mean, okay, so club. So I moved up here for my lady, but so club culture. Okay, so so Jake, how old are you? Twenty two. Okay, you you live in Washington D.C., right? Yeah, that's right. What are you doing Friday night? Uh, going out somewhere. Where do you go? Uh, hit U Street sometimes. I'm about to move out to which, Shaw, so which, might... okay. So you'll be in my neighborhood, but where do you go? Which bar? Uh, I mean decades, right? That's well, that's not the answer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. You tell me what bar you go to. Decades um, of perfectly wonderful. Answer. I mean, honestly, I go <laughs> out a lot. Now son. I live right right above Admo, so I go out a lot in Admo. Go go to you know anything on 18th Street. No, so give me an exact name: Black Squirrel, uh, Grand Central. Grand Central, perfect. What are you doing at 12:45 in the morning at Grand Central? Duh. drinking. I mean, I, okay. I don't know how specific you so want this. No, so I'm being very specific. Like if you're drinking and you're looking around. What are you looking around for? 
Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm not the best example. I have a girlfriend right now. Okay, so. but you're a friend because you got yeah. with friends, right? Yeah, yeah. And are they looking for? Are, are they trolling for pussy? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely trolling. <laughs> yes. And 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 what is their success rate in Washington D.C. at present? Currently, I mean, God say it's pretty low, but that just might be my group of friends. But okay, so when you look around Grand Central, hmm. and there's other guys, and you know, not no just no slight to your friends, <laughs> but uh, there's other guys. Are are they scoring? Yeah, I'd say it's a pretty good city to be a young guy. There it is, Kevin. Okay. There it is. There is a real argument to be made that one of the great things about the, 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 the I guess, like, you know, you know, like, uh, I guess our uh, redeveloping city is that it's a great city to be young in. It's a great city for going out. It's a great city for, like, mindless pursuit. Well, I think, too, like, like, in 2017, I think it's really hard to make, like, a local album. Like, it's just really hard, especially if you're on, like, a major label like we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Not that that should be an excuse, but I think it's just really hard to make a local-sounding album and have people interested, because no one's going to listen to your album if it's just, you know, 100% go-go influence. But, you know, you, right. have, you have to tie in some of this other stuff, and I think that's that's kind of what... Um, you know, I don't think the DC youth is necessarily, and I can't really speak to it because I'm not from DC, but I don't think they're going to be like, you know, gold link hits on some go-go type themes and some DC themes and name checks, but it's not a DC album because he has some tracks in here that sound like it's from Atlanta. I th- I think there's there's a middle ground here that a lot of guys are trying, trying to land well, in. Well, well, he's, I think he's, he's. Playing both sides of the game here, yeah. which is good, and it's and it's super smart. My thing is is that if you're going to come out and say uh, your album is about your hometown, if there's just and maybe I missed it, if there's a statement out here that says this album is about essentially me and the boys going out, <laughs> that's throwing for pussy, and if it's the boys are back in town, right? Man. It's the boys it's back in Lizzie, like and 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 look, we could be misinterpreting this album, like. Horrifically wrong. It's I don't think. Though. I don't think we are. <laughs> I don't think we are. So if he says that, then I'm down for that because that's a celebration album. It's a it's a yeah. misogynistic celebration album. Could be. Oh no no. But, no, but, but I mean, come I'll, on, I'll man. Tell, Look, I'll, I'll, I'll some to girl, face, and I want to learn about her fears, romantic, and touch her rear, not romantic. No. <laughs> you know. So so you, you know when you have lines like that. I mean, that's clearly written by a younger dude, and there's. Nothing fucking wrong with that, but I want to know like what kind of album this is and what kind of album like Goldling thinks it is and what kind of album he thinks mm. he made. No, but it's because it has a lot of the stuff that we talked about. This, you know, their that experience of uh, th- their experiences that are germane and 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 exclusive to like white culture, black culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's that's true, but there also are I think more experiences that are in common to youth growing up wherever whether mm-hmm. it's here in D.C. Whether yeah. I was in Southwest Virginia, you're in Texas, you know that that as men especially, right? Uh, it's it's a very similar experience, and I think the example I I gave you mm-hmm. was like I feel like at times on this record, uh, even though it's as enjoyable as it is, it's it's like if I uh, went and basically made an album that was paying tribute to Def Leppard talking about all the times I was trying to get laid in Lynchburg, Virginia. 
And I mean, trying because you couldn't get laid in Lynchburg, Virginia. Right. He's he's, I, he's like, winning. He's winning. He's winning. Yeah. He's, <laughs> so he's so, so he's this going isn't into about social and every single girl. Yeah, yeah, this isn't, this isn't about social. trying. If if you're if you're a lady on this record, he's hit it. It is like future in his collection, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of gross. But if that's the experience, but, that's the experience. I think with gold like that makes him like. Able to get over, like, okay, so, like, it's funny, because there's a song with Wa- him and Wale, mm-hmm. um, Summertime, and um, the funny part about Wale is that, like, Wale set a standard for this with, like, DC rap, and, and okay, so, like, have you heard Wale's, like, collect, like his, his discography at any point? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, like, Wale's big thing is, like, saying things to girls that you typically don't say to girls. Yeah. So it's like, like, like Wale will like oftentimes like lead into his songs with like eloquent soliloquies about like have making love to a woman. Like if you listen to Dice Pineapples with him and Rick Ross, mm-hmm. there's literally like 16 bars of him just like speaking, doing spoken word poetry. Not that he's a great spoken word poet, but he's doing it so he can appear to be deep. So it's that appearance of depth. <laughs> that's like the key. I have like, many other bounds. You have a friend, right, who could like sit at the bar and like quote like great works of literature to girls. Oh yeah. And it's like he's got, he's got a jacket with the patches. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, it's the worst. And yeah. the girls are like, he's so deep, and you're just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. And that's where he is right now. I feel like too when you listen to like Goal that. Link. Yeah, that one like the, the record hmm. summertime with him and Wale. It's mm-hmm. like almost like this great interplay between like two dudes who are sitting at the bar actively trying to come up with like <sighs> the the least deep deep line that they can come up with and well, there's an art to that though because like the art is to get somebody to actually believe that you're deep and to like walk around and be like man you know that that gold link he's a really deep guy because he said some really like you know deep stuff with that record and <laughs> he really believes in in romance and yeah. and love and 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 you're just like, and if you're like a dude listening to this, you're like, and I think that's where we have our argument with it. Because you're listening to it, you're like, no, he's a guy, <laughs> a douche. Well, like, it's, uh, I want to explore that, but I also want to say, you know, in doing all that, um, it sometimes does it with like remarkable talent. And the track, the track yeah. I want to play, actually, um, he, he can do all that on this album. For however how many days he wants to, yeah. But the fact that he got April George as a backup on this, April April's is, phenomenal, yeah. is reason enough for me for this album to exist. Yeah, uh, this is the parable of the rich man. Excited. Then you said 
said you lose it, lose it with the kissy face. Then I said, well, I don't know no fucking lucid vein. Then you said, well, yeah, you know me from your latter days. Who you think was running with you when your homies came? And when they ran up in your shit, that made your homies laugh. Or when them body more niggas shot it at your face. Or when them motherfucking niggas from the south side. Let your block up, but you wasn't even outside. Or remember when them niggas tried to jump you. And you called a hand to strap it and they ran full. Or remember when your broke black ass was hungry. And I fed you, now you only eat the finer things. Now let me tell you. Terrible Rich Band with April George there. Uh, the black Catholics straight, everywhere. I was going to say, straight into a fucking Catholic jam. Uh, you don't hear that too often. And, and I mean, that that shows uh, sophistication. And honestly, musically, I think there's a lot of sophistication in this album. And there is, you know, we we've been sort of riding the the uh, the trolling for pussy angle, but, but you have to. Well, you, I, I think you do, but I, I think that's given in a short shrift because I think there is a lot buried in here, mm-hmm. and and this is just the criticism I have of all like modern like rap like this, like if you if you're if you're delivering an important message, why do you have to fuck it up with juvenile shit? Because and everybody and everybody does it, and and it's you know. <laughs> Like, that's just like get off my lawn, dude. So I, I, I get that. That's that's old man talking. But it, it, it is frustrating because if you're talking about uh, there are songs in here that talk about like the economic disparity. There's things to talk about Mary and Barry, mm-hmm. which anytime you're talking about Mary and Barry in in the scope of like DC history is so super important. Jamal and I talked about this. You, this is a guy who was mayor of the city like forever. Had the title of mayor for life, like got busted smoking crack with a prostitute, and still did more for the black community than anybody in DC history. Yeah. Like that's tied up in in our town, and and you know to the point of what you were talking about, Jake, about like how do you like rep a town? Like it's hard enough for like I don't know a place like Chicago. Yeah, DC is so like more complex than any other town in the country because of what we have going on here that I can't imagine it. So this, like, and maybe when he's talking about repping D.C., maybe this is, like, P.G. County. Oh. And I don't know enough, I don't know shit about that. Ah, uh, okay. So there's a there's a real, like, conversation here that, that you have to have then about, like, the areas that he's from. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up in Northeast. Spent a lot of time just over the line in P.G. Like you mentioned, like, Fairmont Heights. Mm-hmm. Which, for people who don't know, is literally just over the D.C. line, about 20 minutes away from Landover Mall, or a.k.a. FedEx Field. So, that's an area. Um, Then there's, like, Northern Virginia, which is, like, this weird ethnic cultural mash of people. It went through an era where it was, like, largely white and wealthy, and now it's a more cosmopolitan space with like, you know, these like, it's like working class Latinos and, you know, there's like a lot, there's, you know, like 
European ethnic background, and then there's a strong background of black folk who got out of DC, like Colin's parents. You know, yeah. like that's that, that's a thing there too. So, and then there's also like this notion of when you hang out in DC, you hang out all over the place. Like, there's a lot of like uptown Georgia Avenue happening on this record, which is like, yeah. And Kokai is his mentor, right? Which is the thing that's important to note. Kokai is his mentor, and a lot of Kokai's rap career was spent on U Street. Right. So you're going to get a, a little background for people on Kokai. Kokai. Um, real, really, really, real, particularly just yeah, the bullet points. Yeah, 25-year veteran of rap, um, the president of uh, DC's Grammy um, Association. He has recorded with uh, The Roots and released records at the same time that The Roots were making noise in the early 90s that were... Critically then acclaimed, Opus Akubin mm-hmm. is the name of his, of his group, and they were critically acclaimed on the same level as The Roots in the early 90s. Uh, the Roots were in Philly, you know, and Opus Akubin was in D.C., um, so The Roots went on to, like, great American acclaim, and Opus Akubin toured most of the world. You know, like, that's, that's the level of artist that he is. He's the kind of guy who, knowing him personally, he can, he can call Questlove and say, hey, Amir, what's going on? And Amir's like, Hey, Carl, how are you? You know, like that's his level of influence and ability to make things happen. And so Golink has that kind of guy just kind of like floating in his creative atmosphere. So it's that kind of essence. Uh, I think that's the kind of thing that might be like, I don't want to say taking for granted, but like assumed in this, because you guys are so ingrained in DC music culture, you know that. Right. But everyone else that's listening to this, they're listening to that track that he's on, and it's like, who is this guy? Why is he on here? Right. This is like a little weird. I don't get this. Yeah. And that's why it's like, to Goldlink, I feel like he's saying, you know, this is my major label debut. This isn't like a sacrifice, but I'm I'm doing what I can to put people you know, on I my record. That. Because, you know, people in D.C. will get it, so, but other so, people so won't. So you think that's why he's saying it's a D.C. record? Because to us, it's just like, oh, that's just Carl. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And, but, but to the outside world, it, because, it yeah, literally yeah. looks like, fuck, what's going on in D.C.? Yeah, like, this is, some, okay. this is some weird shit. Like, I don't know why he's putting this on here. This is, like, supposed to be his debut rap album. Yeah, like, this who is the like fuck's an... April George? Right, 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 exactly. <laughs> where, where did he find Maya, and what the hell happened? Like, that's that was the crazy part for me, is, like, there's a thing with Maya. Like, Maya was, like, you know, I mean, so, like, you're 22, so, like, Maya was, like, one of the last big pop stars you probably saw. Mm-hmm. Like, Lady Marmalade and Beanie Man's Girl and Sugar and all that. Those were, like, songs you know from, like, your teenage years, right? No. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, you're a little... I, I just try, I try to place all these all this stuff into like I'm from Texas too, so I might not have been getting the okay. same radio. Cool, cool. So, but you knew who Maya was, right? Generally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. So you hadn't seen Maya's name on anything, right? In in like a hundred years, yep. right? And then you look at this record, you see Maya. So that was like, right? You were like, yeah, it's like Gold Link knows people. He, <laughs> like like he has the respect of people. He can get some people Is on this. Is it possible record. you're the only person excited about this? Because I know how you feel about Maya. I'm being the area out man but I mean is it possible no it's just weird because like (laughs) before Wale came along there was a thing in like local music where like we could only claim like X number of people from DC who like would willfully rep the city and be like we are mainstream pop stars and we are from Washington DC yeah it's not like a thing yeah so like Maya being one of them was like this big huge amazing thing so we like DC before Wale came along. We wrung that Maya yeah. like thing out to dry. You understand? <laughs> like that was a thing. It's yeah. like Maya. 
For all it's worth, yeah. Arr, we're gonna bring yeah. this thing out. She's not really relevant. She's only releasing <laughs> albums in Japan. Arr, Maya, and then you know it's like then Wally comes along, and we're like Wally. Arr. Why is Japan the AAA for Washington D.C. music? Why is that the development pool? I mean, I they, they 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 must know what the swagger is all yeah, about. There. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, just like as a sort of aside, what's like a good just for like a benchmark almost? Like we're talking about Gold Link, this album being put on for DC. What's like a comparable type of album that's come out in like the last five or so years where like, I don't know, a rapper on like a debut has put on for his city better or more effectively. Chance. Chance, yeah. Chance with like putting um, acid rap. Uh-huh. Yeah, Chance. I mean, to some, some, it's not a debut, but in some uh, respects, damn, Kendrick Lamar just came out. It's all yeah. about Compton. Yeah. And, and 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 good kid and yeah well and uh, good kid yeah, yeah. and but, but really acid rap to me and yeah really best. acid rap yeah. you know and um yeah beyond that I I don't maybe yeah. it's just there's not a bunch of major label guys trying to do that but I, I mean if that's if those are two records you're falling behind in yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of like hitting the nail on the well, head I'm not sure if that's so bad and, and, no it's not and it's also it's one thing too to be like cities definitely have their sound you mm-hmm. have scenes of people that sounds very similar to each other. And uh, Chance falls into that. I mean, there are a lot of people that sound like Chance in Chicago. Yeah. No name, what's up? Mm-hmm. How you doing, girl? Much better. <laughs> <laughs> but, neither here nor there. Um, but, uh, but, um, but it, it's a difference between sounding like your city and repping it that way to, like, coming out and saying... Yo, I'm repping my city. Yeah, like this. Yeah, this is a very blatant like it's mission statement. Like stuff. this is what and, I'm doing. Uh, yeah, and, and I mean, for that alone, like this album gets a big ding for me for that because I mean, I cited it before. The reasons of what I want in that are not on this album. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I was talking about, I said when I talked to Kingpin Slim earlier, like I don't think that's ever. I don't think that's honestly going to to happen. Like, because again, the kids don't go to the go goes the same way they used to. Well, what would it look like? I mean, it, would it would it look like? Uh, not to interrupt you, but I mean, no. you know, like you don't know go go, so Jake, and and so if if he had come out and just because him and Kokai could have done this, yeah, come out and just made a go go album. Okay. Um, how does that play in twenty seventeen? Like, I think it plays beautifully. If okay. you talk to Chris Richards at the Post, right? He thinks it plays. Okay, yeah. so um. There's like more things it plays people. Well, of course he does, uh, and, and, and nothing, no, no slight against anybody, but I think that um, like Wale. So get back to Wale, and I'll ask you. You've heard "Bait" by Wale, right? Yeah. Okay, so that's like a that's a bounce beat go go record. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a solid song, right? Yeah. Like you hear it in a club, you're not gonna like not dance. Right? Yeah, I'm not gonna like walk off and okay, buy beer. right, right. Yeah. yeah so that's that's just my thinking. Um, let me think of something else. Um. One Dance by Drake. Yep. It's not a bad record, right? No. You not by any means. You're in a club, you're not going to go off the dance No. Record. You hear it on an album, you're not going to skip past it, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's another, that's like a Moombatone record, so that's like DC inspired. Right. Um, let me think. Uh, to Pimp a Butterfly, right? Of course. Okay. Great album, right? Yeah. 10 largely, out of 10. largely jazz inspired, yeah, right? Sure. Sure. DC, DC inspiration too deep, there. Some might say. Too deep? Too deep. Yeah, some of my <laughs> friends say it's too deep. I was saying earlier. Um, so that was, those are three DC things right there that you could put on a mainstream album and have it resonate with like the history of DC music. 
And those are three it, songs that you're not and, against. And it's, it's mainstream enough in yeah. the sense that other people outside DC will get in and enjoy right. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, but you have to, like, I think that for Gold Lake, the idea is, like, to represent youth. Because I think that's a big part. I mean, you would, you would say that. Listening to his record, right? So, like, even outside of yourself, like, do you have other friends that like Gold Lake? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And are they all... And they're not not even from D.C. either. Right. But they're all relatively your same age, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, there's a, and there's a thing about youth that you feel is, like, a thing with him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so if I said that, I'm not, like, speaking crazily. Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what... what if you're looking at the album and you're looking at the trolling for pussy angle, it's like, yeah, he's rapping about that, but he also talks a lot in his interviews, I think about like, not, not ever like just making shit up. Like other rappers will make shit up. He's never about that is is kind of his angle. So if he's rapping about this stuff, it's because it's important to him. So then he, you know, there's these other, you were just talking about economic disparity type references and stuff. I think that, you know, as a young guy, that's not his main focus, and if his main focus was that, and this whole album was centered around economic disparity, gentrification, whatever it may be, it might not come across as as true to him as a young guy, right. because that's not really something he'd be, you know, mentally invested and, and in, emotionally a, and, invested and that's in. a really good point. I mean, you know, a lot of times uh, people expect, pe- if you're going to talk about an issue, to talk about it. If you're 23 years old... <laughs> uh, what, what the fuck do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, right. no, no offense to anybody, right. no. no offense to you certainly, but you know you do know, but you have a very different experience to say somebody who's like thirty nine or forty five, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you can speak to that in that way, or you cannot speak to it. I mean, that, that's always an option, and just be like, well, we're over here to have fun. What's yeah. up, chain smokers? You know, <laughs> you know, turn up. Yeah, you know, get them. I uh, think I think there's a little bit of balance on this. It's not quite enough. I don't. I think it's right. a little bit too much, like the trolling for pussy <laughs> angle, a little bit. But I, 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 I love th- it now. This is like, no, it's, it's, like the focal point. It's such a, but it is a focal point, and I think that's like it's okay. So there's the thing with DC, where like and and to like, and I think that it's the one thing that DC music and dc culture because dc culture's always had a space in mainstream popular music in the 70s 80s 90s modern day there's always been a significant spot for what dc does whether it be funk and go-go to punk and hardcore to Moonbatone, to you know whatever gold lake april vista jamal gray knock champa mm-hmm. you know den made anybody was making right now there's a space for that to be like resonant and important within the larger cultural conversation and there's a thing about partying and like party culture and like trying to have fun in the midst of like all the shit that like yeah. I really think that like DC nails. Yeah. Like completely. There's a thing about like, because I mean, there's like so many bars and so many clubs and so many young yeah. people in the city right now that there's a thing that DC can really do. It can have a space in like really creating joy as like the pull but like when you get into the the meat of it there's like more stuff happening but the pull for like a dc artist and i'm glad that goling does this on his record is to like have more fun than like anybody should be having like outside like on the same level like like a drake we're talking about like i think there's a point in a year or two where like he and drake are gonna like have a collision as like great artists who do this like Fun, mirth, and merriment making music. You, you like, just called Drake a great artist. I, 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 do I, I, because, I don't appreciate that. I do because you, you, you stream more times than like 
a hundred artists I know in DC. That doesn't make him great. I well, you know, for the purposes of numerology, okay. Okay, for the, okay. there you go, there you go. Whatever. So, oh yeah, <laughs> now you're hurt, man. I, I um, <laughs> not now. No, no. Uh, I'm interested in hearing more about that later. No, but like, I mean, are you having fun in DC right now? Yeah, absolutely. Are you having more fun in DC than you're having in Austin? Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite part about DC? Um, I mean, this might this isn't really maybe what you're looking for, but it's just such a walkable city, which like I've lived my whole life on either in Texas or in Arizona. Okay, so that's not it. You're driving everywhere, <laughs> but here it's like nice. It's like maybe that's just a whole East Coast vibe. But that, but you're but walking that places for you. Then? Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Okay, yeah, more, more so than the other two cities right. I've lived in. Right, for sure. Yeah, so I, th- and I think that's the big thing. Is I think that's the thing about DC that's unique especially right now is when you have young people and community these are the kind of records you're going to get right i mean as as we start to wind this down i uh, last point i want to touch on though is um well we can play another track or we can like get into like what this means for dc i like i like the latter okay yeah, yeah let's like the latter. so so listen to summertime future in wale yeah yeah so so record. so we you know we spend a lot of time in this basement talking about um, on and off mic about the DC scene, how music has developed over. I've been doing this podcast for five years, mm-hmm. running a site for six, seven years and, and seeing how it's developed. We've seen some scenes come and go. Mm-hmm. I think we have a good idea of what's coming up. Uh, and how does this, a major label release plug into that and encourage that? I mean, I know April is on this and our band April and Vista, uh, you say they're getting looks. I, I don't I, know because I they can, don't play I, a lot around town. They're. I mean, if you if you talk to anybody who's like hype beast cool, yeah, they know about they know about the the, the SoundCloud yeah. page. They so know. so so they so know. how does this plug into? Because what's what we're seeing in DC as far as on the ground level is the the indie scene is is basically dying, um, and you're having a few rise to the top that mm-hmm. should, uh, and that's how that happens. Like it, yeah. it goes wild for a while, and then all of a sudden. You got a few good artists. DIY, DIT, there it is. Yeah, and um, and so you're seeing stuff like Abro and Vista soul stuff, mm-hmm. like more psychedelic soul, like Nag Champa. Uh, you're seeing these are the same names we always name Khan. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing all this stuff come up. Where does this plug into this? Does this elevate that, or is this just something different? Do they look to this and be like, this is now the standard for DC? Because I mean, do, does Wale and Shy Glizzy look to this and be like? <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, first, I want to ask you about this, Jake. If you were if you were going to give your friends a DC record to listen to, would you call this before having this conversation on this podcast, which I'm sure was a elucidating, wildly strange conversation? Um, would you give them this record and say, "Here's an artist from this place that I live"? Yeah, yeah. And you would and, name this place specifically as Washington, D.C. Yeah, and I'm planning on doing that after this. I've been listening to this album a lot more, knowing that I was coming in here to talk about this. And it, it a little bit clicked with me, and I was like, this is something I want to share with people. Because it is new. It's different. And, you know, maybe it's not the most go-go album. It definitely doesn't live up to his kind of mission statement at the beginning, where it's like, this is about D.C. This is D.C. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But... It's different. It's way different than anything else I've heard or listened to. Definitely in regards to mainstream. It's, so it's not a major label rap album. That's for sure. That is that is one. That's yeah. my very first note. <laughs> this sounds like an independently produced rap yeah. mixtape. 
that honestly that you would have heard Chance made that like that yep. would be coming out alongside Acid Rap, not mm-hmm. his other stuff, but this alongside yeah. Acid Rap, which is wild mm-hmm. because he, he, had, he had money. Yeah. If it, and so it's it's crazy. So like to me, it's amazing that DC. We, D.C., this is a specific conversation with people who live in D.C. We <clears throat> created and birthed and developed with a lot of our time, effort, and energy of going to shows and writing words and doing whatever, an artist who got a chance to release an album on a major label where they gave him a budget. It said, do with this what you will. And he decided, I'm going to call every single person I know in my <laughs> Rolodex in D.C. and say, hey, I got some money. <laughs> like, come get paid. Let's be awesome together. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, it's like, when I listen to this record, you're like, well, that's also what not just good artists, but good people do. Right, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know him personally at yeah. all, but it's just like that. That is that is a uh, that's, that's a solid move. That's but it's so crazy. Like, yeah, because okay, so like if 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 somebody came along and gave you say five hundred thousand dollars. And you could, and say you were a, a chef and they wanted you to like make the best food and you had the opportunity to like for $500,000, maybe go and grab one or two chefs who were like the best chefs in the world, like Michelin star rated chefs, or were you call all of your friends <laughs> who also happen to make food and be like, Hey guys, let's get this rich. is, this is also a function of, of. DIY stuff, do it yourself. I mean, yeah. look, all music's do it yourself. Yeah, it just is. You know what I mean, that, that is so. That doesn't really mean anything. A lot of people refer to it as an aesthetic, but you know this. Uh, you and I know this definitely. Like, yeah. like you got your team, right? You got your team, and if somebody comes with money, you know, you know what to do with the money, right? And if you come up that way, you know, like nobody's been looking at anybody in your team, but you know, these are the people that got you there, right? But that's just crazy to me because that's the thing that we never really didn't like. There's a there's a you know belief that like guys like Wale, when they got their opportunity, they didn't really put on for the city in full. Like Chillin is Wale's first. God, second time I mentioned Chillin in number number of days I've been in his basement. Um, that, that's funny. But uh, like the first thing Wale does when he gets the chance to really make the big mainstream push is call Lady Gaga. Who's not from DC? Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's like a slap in the face to like every single person that Wale ever saw at you know at Pure Lounge or at U Street Music Hall or you know Ibiza or Fur mm-hmm. or Capital or whatever you know like that's a slap in the face. It's like, oh, like you really don't fuck with us actually in real life, but like for Gold Lake to do this on like his major to be like. April, Kokai, Shy Glizzy, Maya, like, I'm going to call all you guys. That's kind of like a crazy thing. And I think that the thing for DC music that this shows is that the hardest thing for people in DC who make music or do anything is to believe that everybody else is on your level. And then to also think that these people are on the level of like global renown and Hmm. the ability to be able to have the balls, and that's, that's what it is, is pure straight up and down, left and right, balls, to be able to go, yeah, there's not a better R&B vocalist I know than April George. In fact, I would <laughs> right. April George with the same record as Jasmine Sullivan yeah. and say one-to-one, eye-to-eye, they are one and the same. I'm going to put Wale and Shy Glizzy on the same record and say, 
yeah, they're both dope. They're on a higher level. They're on a level that you need to be able to say, yes, these people are great. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take every single one of my young dudes, Brent Fias and all those kids who are like starting to make their way up and say, yeah. hey, you guys are young, but everybody needs to know that you guys are next. And not like next in like a way where it's like maybe one day in D.C., they will be a thing that will be cool for like one second, but like on like a larger level, like these are guys who deserve to be in the conversation. It's very similar to like Philly in the nineties when the roots got their opportunity. Yeah. And they literally put on everybody that they knew doing anything in Philadelphia in like 1992. I, I think that was his goal with this too. And I think he kind of stated it too. He had an interview where he talked about, you know, I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm doing this for DC and they're going to get it. And yeah. whatever else happens, that's bonus, you know, in in the last song, of this record, I forget what it's called, but I really enjoy the song. It's not really go, go featured, but he has a line in it where he's talking about, you know, DC is going to appreciate this. And it's like, that's like the mission statement for this. It's like, he's doing his best. And I don't think he's the best rapper ever. I don't think he's that great of a rapper. I think he's going to come into it a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just I just think it, it's a really good effort. So, uh, if we want to wrap this up, I think yeah, I think I think so. So, so Jake, you got you got you got three options here. You can uh, and this is this is you advising. You need to say you you. It's your opinion, right? But it's you like saying what you would do with it and what mm-hmm. you think other people should do with it. They can either buy it, they can try it, or they can just pass and throw it in the trash. Definitely a try. Is it dry? Yeah. yeah. Think it's a grower? Yeah, I think it's a grower. I mean, yeah. because what we were just talking about, like, everyone on this album is from D.C., and yeah. once you kind of understand it, put it in the right context, you understand why these people are on this album. It means a lot more, and it kind of it adds some value to, to the yeah. tracks, adds some context. For sure. I, I think that's big. Mr. Dowling? Um, I'm going to tell people to try it, and we give them a, a, a reason to try it. Um because this is I want your you to try this. Shit, bro. What's up? This is your favorite shit. It really is. And, so um, how are you telling people to try it? Okay, because I'll tell people the, the how, correct. There is a correct context by which to listen to Gold Link because it's the way that I've been listening to Gold Link for like the last month. Okay, <laughs> you listen to Gold Link. You play this record on, then you put on the first two Roots records and listen to those records. All the way through, and you'll hear everybody from Philly that ever did anything mm-hmm. in Philly scene. Then go and put on like the last NWA record, and then like the first Snoop Dogg record. Okay. Do that, and then understand how that Snoop record is literally every single person in Compton, California in 1993 that did anything of worth in rap. And yeah, then right. finish it up. With, like, the Swisha House Records family stuff from, like, 2001. There's the Before the Kappa 2K1 Freestyle I listen to all the time. Because on one record you have, like, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, Chameleon Air, like, 50-50 Twin, Lou, Lou Hawk. All these guys who never made it, but these guys who did make that, it. That name always killed me, Chameleon Air. Yeah. And it's a whole... <laughs> but the thing is, like, you you have to listen to this record and understand... That it finally does for DC rap the thing that DC rap was missing. There was no context by which to understand 
what made DC hip hop important. We just always yelled at people. I'm sure you, if you read the fader or anything, you heard people for years just yelling, DC rap is fucking important. (laughs) If you don't fucking like DC rap, fuck you. You don't get it. You're you're an asshole. But this is a record. It's a lot nicer than. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't fucking get it. You're a jerk. Yeah, you it's understand. not Wally and Lady Gaga. Does that, does, right. that, does that make this the new foundation of DC rap? It's the absolute new foundation of DC rap. So, so we're building over. Yeah, we have to. I mean, like, for 10 years, we could have done it, but we didn't. We didn't. We absolutely yeah. didn't. Yeah, so I, like, I like that. Yeah, so, like, again, listen to the Gold Link, then listen to, like, a Roots record, then listen to the first Snoop Dogg album, then listen to... Any of that stuff from Swisher House in the early 2000s and do that back to back to back to back to back and create the context by which you understand how this thing came to be and why it matters in comparison to what other cities have done. Why didn't you tell me this a month ago? <laughs> because I have to sit with it. I think about this stuff before. I've listened I to all you motherfuckers telling me this is the greatest DC album. <laughs> and I sit down here and I feel bad about myself. That's I'm like, why. God damn it. I've been here for 10 years and I don't get it. But that's why. Well. Because it creates the context again. Uh, I, I am the same. I, I'm, a, I'm a try. Uh, I think this is. A, it is. You're going to have a lot of fun listening to this. You might even have fun listening to it while you're trolling for pussy. I mean, <laughs> if there's a product like, that you can get sponsored by, yes. like sponsored by trolling for pussy, like, dude, that is his next move. Yes. Talk about merch. I, no, merch. I, I don't want to talk about merch. So many possibilities. No, but, no, shout out to Steve Lacey, by the way, who's got yeah. a shout on yeah, this yeah. record yeah. and on the Kendrick record. Yeah. Which he produced, he produced um, what's it, he won his iPhone? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's big time. That's crazy. But uh, Good but, luck for him. Uh, but more importantly is is this is now he doesn't have to make more DC records that's not what I'm looking for no I not am, at all I am way bowled over by his commitment to that even though I think he didn't I, I don't think he got there but hmm? he made the effort yeah and literally nobody's doing that zero people so that's fucking like amazing and I and I know like we're working on maybe getting them down here yeah, you mean that's, no, you mean that's, that's going to happen? You mean like, and and you know, look, man. Shout out to Kaz. What's good, homeboy? I know you're listening. You know, look, man, go like. If I'm wrong, please come down here and tell me that I'm wrong about all this. Uh, that, Shout out to Goalie, who I know is, listening to this too. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> that is the joy of of talking about this because we we could be completely fucking wrong, but uh, really, uh, at, at, like thumbs up, uh, but. Try it. So try it all around. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, thank you guys for coming down. Uh, Jake, you made it. Yeah, I'm glad uh, to be here. Good job, sir. It was great. And, uh, hopefully you'll be back soon. And yeah. I know uh, you'll be back soon. We're going to talk about some George fucking Benson. Man, that's going to be so great. Oh, Give me like yeah. one of the greatest yeah, records yeah, of all time. All right, man. See you guys later. Young man, you're gonna caught up in California. You've been looking for gold. But there's nothing to hold Tell me have you seen him I wanna tell him how I'm feeling <laughs> Yeah I say Goldwing's At What Cost is available everywhere you can buy records because it's on a major label, kids. Uh, you know, and, and I know we all said try on that, um, but uh, really, you know, one thing we do here is we support local artists, whether it's on a big label, whether it's on a small label. Uh, in fact, we're having a conversation about uh, this on Facebook with one Jamal Gray, who graciously provides the interstitial music you hear in here under the name Aquatic Gardener. 
Um, and you know, we'll, we'll also like do things like, like buy tickets to shows we're not going to go to because all that adds up and all that matters. And so whether or not, uh, I personally am in love with Goldlings album. I think you could tell I wasn't, uh, it doesn't matter because if we see support for this, uh, then maybe the next one will be, be the shit. And maybe I will be completely in love with it. Um, because I, what I, what I do enjoy greatly is seeing DC artists thrive. And, uh, and that goes for like any town. I'm just here in DC. You're in your local town. So you can do the same thing. So that's, that's an aside. And, uh, if you have any comments of that, if you think we're like way off base, uh, there's a comment section under the, under the, uh, post on chunkyglasses.com. But you can, you know, email me at kevin at chunkyglasses.com or, uh, Marcus is it, uh, Mark, uh, I'll put his email in there. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, or just send it to me, and I'll get it to Marcus. And uh, and if you want to come talk about it, maybe we'll do a follow up podcast. Hopefully, we'll get uh, Mister Link down here uh, to talk about it. It's something we've been working on. And uh, like I said at the end of this, uh, maybe he'll change my mind completely. There, there is times, and uh, we we just don't get things. This might be one of those times. I don't know. Um, before we get out of here this week, we're almost at the end, kids. Gonna play for you a little track. Now, I want to talk to you about Babo Baggins. She led up this thing, this sort of internet collective called Barf Troopers, people all over the country collaborating to make great music. Uh, and they, uh, they're weird. <laughs> it's weird music. Uh, a lot of them are uh, LGBT, part of that community. And they've got sort of hype from people like Drake. Uh, they are they are not just great at what they do. They are very successful at what they do. Um, so it came as sort of a surprise when all of a sudden Babo Baggins is posting up on SoundCloud as BB. I'm like, what is this? Uh, well, one of apparently her passions happens to be country music. And so she's sort of shifting, at least for now, over to country music. We have a track for you called Thunderbird that is um, – it's, it's funny because it is definitely – country music but it does it has some hip-hop you'll hear it it has, it has some hip-hop sensibilities i think and uh all i can say is uh nikki lane look out because uh bb might be coming for you so here you go this is bb with her latest track uh thunderbird
Nice little slice of country and western music for you there. Both kinds of music. Um, BB with Thunderbird. I don't know if there's an album coming out, but uh, or an EP. But right now she's got two tracks up on SoundCloud, and you can listen to them. And they're both they're both great. And I can't wait to see what she's doing next with this because um, I love all her other stuff, and I love this. So basically, she's an amazing artist, and uh, we're gonna listen to whatever the hell she puts out because it's all good. Uh, and also, you know, maybe if you're listening, if you want to come over, um, hit up Jamal or me or somebody. Come on down. We'll talk about it. We'd love to. We're trying to we've actually been trying to put that together for, I don't know, about like two years now and just haven't gotten around to it. So let's uh, maybe we'll get around to it soon. We'll see. That's our podcast for Monday for you. Um, coming up later this week, we have a uh, best best can be described as a vanity project. Uh, you know. We, uh, we we listen to a lot of music here, and we have listened to a lot of music in in a in a way to escape. There's gonna be, I'm gonna put a link in the show notes because the guy you've heard on here, Julian Kimball, writes for everybody. Wrote a fantastic uh, article on escaping the uh, the pressures of the modern world and depression in binge watching TV. But that goes for music too. And uh, so, for example, I have been like going in these holes of like exploring whole catalogs of artists because I can sit back for like eight hours, um, maybe while I'm at work, maybe while I'm at home relaxing or whatever, and and just listen to all the stuff that I, I never have heard before. And one of those was George Benson. Uh, Give me the night was what sparked it. That was a hit when I was a kid, way back in the 1980. Yikes! Um, but you listen to the whole album, and you explore his catalog. And you see, this guy was a monster of, of music, especially in the 70s. So Mr. Dowling and I, and uh, maybe Miss Godfrey, are going to sit down here and talk about this just because. Because it makes us feel better. Now, it, maybe it'll be good, maybe it'll be bad. We know the song jams. So we're going to talk about that <clears throat> on Thursday. Coming up the next week after that, we're going to be reviewing the new Sylvanesto album and the new Gorillaz album, both of which I can report to you are incredible that's my opinion but we're gonna bring some people down and talk about that and then I got a really cool thing coming up uh, where uh, Nassim Curry from Kingsley Flood and um, Sam McCormley from Fellow Creatures are gonna join me down here and we're just going to uh, we're just gonna shoot the shit man we're gonna talk about a couple albums Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about music whatever happens and that might take up a week because uh, we got a bottle of rye that we got to work through. So so that's coming up. Um, if you like what you heard on this podcast, we're at the end now. So you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Mixcloud, Google Play, sometimes on SoundCloud, not so much lately. Uh, you can leave us a rating there. You can give me direct feedback. You can either do it at info at chunkyglasses.com or kevin at chunkyglasses.com. Uh, you can follow us at, at Chunky Glasses on Twitter and Instagram. Also, a lot of that work is going to be done by Matt Condon and Mauricio Castro. They are out every night shooting live shows, talking about it, sort of getting you the front row view of that. Uh, so definitely please check them out. And if you see them out on the show, maybe buy them a beer. They get thirsty out there. Um, and uh, like we say, we've been saying at the end of this, if this sounds like something you want to do and you are in the D.C. area and you have some time to kill, and you have some good opinions about music, uh, hit me up. And, uh, you know, we have a few, uh, like, writing sample. That's true. Uh, a couple things, but uh, biggest thing requirement that you not be crazy, is that would suck. 
but uh, but otherwise, uh, we'd love to have you down here. Talk about music. This is what this podcast is all about. It is just people talking about music, and uh, and you know we want to we want to make sure more people are talking about music. Right? That cool with you guys? That's it. That's our podcast. We'll see you in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> 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 Kenobi!